Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast Wrestling Edition. That's right. We are back. Back talking some wrestling. We have been on a wrestling vacation. We had to take some time away because we were covering that CM Punk stuff like no other's business. So it's been about a month, but the wrestling crew is back. We got the wrestling expert, Jacob Mason, with us. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, I'm fantastic, buddy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. It's great to see you again. It's been way too long. So we got a lot of wrestling to talk about, and let's get right into it. So last time we spoke, there was no champion for AEW. Uh, they were doing the tournament, and the finals was Daniel Bryan, John Moxley. I know John Moxley was supposed to go on like a six-month vacation because he's been carrying this company on his back, but... Brian Danielson did not win. John Moxley has won again and became a three-time champion, and he's also just signed a five-year contract extension. Jacob, how are you feeling about Moxley winning again, the five-year contract extension, and him really being maybe one, if not the only bright spot in AEW right now? Oh, he's not the only bright spot. But him winning the title... It's fine, whatever. I'm not going to argue it because, like you said, the guy's been carrying the company on his back for well, the past year now, pretty much. So, and then with AEW being set on fire with all the punk stuff and the EVPs and all that other shit, um, seeing John Moxley sign a five-year extension is like a bright light in a dark tunnel, you could say. For that company, everything else seems to be just gone ass sideways. I mean, it looks like his contract, he can still do his independent dates, but wants to reduce the number of bookings he does outside of AEW. And he also wants to work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So he's going to get some uh, less dates, but yeah, he's the face of AEW for the foreseeable future. And well-deserved congrats to him. They actually have something coming in Cincinnati, I believe, this Tuesday at time of recording. Yeah. So that would be cool for him to come back into his hometown. We go to now, which happened while we were gone. We have, as WWE fans know her, Paige made her triumphant return and debuted on AEW. And besides of Sorara coming back, Everyone talked about that first promo, and Jacob, we don't sugarcoat on the L7C podcast. That first promo was god-awful terrible. Oh, it was horrible. It was absolutely hot fucking garbage. Super <laughs> excited when she came out. Yep. You're, it's like, everyone's like, oh, man, like, um, you know, Paige, Soraya, Soraya, showing up. You're just like, oh, shit, this is amazing. This is great. And then she just opens up the mic, and she might as well have said, hey, guys. I have a movie coming out. If y'all don't remember the infamous WrestleMania where every commercial break was Paige saying like, hey guys, while she was completely sick and was running promos for her movie. Yeah, which I, I, don't, I didn't expect it to be that bad. I'm not going to lie because she can talk and this was supposed to be like the biggest woman signing in their history, which I think you could still say is. At this point, in terms of name brand. Oh, 100. The promo was just bad. And I think the thing that, besides 
it just overall was bad. But the thing that got everyone was that I finally have a boss that listens to me line that rubbed people the wrong, wrong way because WWE, to their credit, they stuck by that girl where with the stuff she was dealing, most people would have dropped her years ago. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, like I've seen, I I'm, I'm with you guys on this side, but like, I'm, I'm going to speak for the voiceless of the podcast. Cause I mean, I seen a lot of people posting on social media, like her, Oh, she was specifically talking about how she, she could wrestle, but they wouldn't let her. A lot of people were saying that's what she was talking about when she said like a boss wasn't listening to her. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I would love nothing more than if my company wanted to pay me hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever the hell she was getting paid. I'm guessing hundreds of thousands to sit my ass at home and not do a damn thing. And the rock produced one of your movies as well. Right. Yeah. Like, but she went through a lot of shit. She was the English Lana pretty much. And, uh, the yeah. fact that no one dropped her is still pretty amazing. I've never thought of it like that. The English wanna obviously, I mean, she won she won champion, so I mean hell. First debut, she beat AJ for the title. Like, let's not forget that. This is her house. Paige actually had a recent Twitch stream where she talked about they had no discussions with she had no discussions with WWE about wrestling she's like there we never had discussions with wwe they let me go i've been working years to better myself healthy and stronger me mentally i never brought it up because i have this mental block i want to be as safe as possible i know what my body can do me and wwe never had discussions about having a match and she says i'm not looking to bump around like crazy like i did before i need to make adjustments and be smarter about it i i love wwe i like the opportunities i'm getting from aew the only thing I don't like is WWE got you that movie. No, they didn't. You know who got me that movie? The Rock. I mean, okay, The Rock, but let's... All right, man. But let's... um. The doctor has cleared Paige to wrestle. Obviously, if something happens to Paige, that doctor would not have a job. Like, if... Uh, <laughs> yeah, AEW, I would say, needs to protect physically. Uh. Soraya Page. So mm-hmm. hard to say Soraya, you know, because I'm so used to saying Page. Yeah, but uh, Britt Baker said that her. too. Huh? Britt Baker said that too. It's like, you, people can't <laughs> even say your name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, they need to protect her physically at all costs because God, if that goes bad, then that's going to go really bad for AEW in the PR department. And they don't need any more shitty PR. Oh no. And let's get to that shitty pr so you know man wrestling we don't know if it's gonna be part of the storyline or people have real beef sammy and andrade everyone knows andrade and sammy there was some stuff going on social media talking about respect me i'll respect you yada yada between the two and it just boiled over to here we go again reports from AEW that blows were thrown yeah, so and it's once again, I, I said this on the last podcast, I'll say it on this podcast. It seems like and I think the wrestling world, the internet wrestling community is getting more toxic mm-hmm. and more hard. It's harder to find out what's real and what's not because I've seen 
four or five different reports on what actually happened. Mm-hmm. I seen Sammy. I seen everything I read though. Pretty much said the first thing. Andrade threw the first punch. That's what I seen. But I also seen her uh, one thing that said uh, Sammy shoved him first. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened, but those two threw down somehow, some way, and uh, Andrade was sent home, and Sammy wrestled that night. I don't, I don't like that. I'm going to be honest. I don't like I, how Andrade got sent home, and Sammy not just wrestled. He was in the main event that night. Which makes me go, well, did Sammy not throw a punch? Yeah, that's a good question, because even Sports Illustrated was talking about it. Like, there's so many conflicting reports on who started the incident. The incident did happen. It's just, who started? Uh, They got in a Twitter exchange earlier in the week. Let's see if I can get that Twitter exchange. But at the same time, with all the other, with the CM Punk incident, is if Sammy didn't throw the first punch and did not start the physical altercation mm-hmm. is that tony khan's way of going like okay that's the right thing to do as a company so or as a performer so that's- yeah you can still be on is that is that just setting setting an example like all right you're going home and you're going to be in the main event that's that that's true and it all started this is how it started sammy basically is like you're a jobber a favor hire be grateful bitch and then Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday, Andrade is like, I said it to your face. If you had a problem with me and you said nothing, I won't beat your ass because I'm a professional. Don't be scared. When I say something, I name names. I'm not scared to get fired, Sammy. <laughs> and then Sammy's like, you didn't say shit to me, you liar. But here's some truth, you ungrateful prick. You should be jobless if it wasn't for your dad-in-law. I won't say more. Okay. Are you really mad at me or mad at yourself for failing to get over for a second time? Just go back to WWE like we all know you want to do and go fuck off. And then Andrade said, okay, I'm a liar. See you on Wednesday. So right there, he's basically like, I'm going to see you. (laughs) And I'll tell it to your face again. And nothing you say that you will do will have any problem. And then it came to do. So basically Andrade is like, when I see you, bro, I'm whooping your ass. Right, <laughs> but there have been rumors that Andrade is trying to leave. Right, which I'm. Try- I don't know. Do you remember which wrestler said it? I'm not sure if it's FTR. I cannot remember the specific one, but someone said Tony Khan needs to figure out who the hell wants to be here and who's here for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. I don't on- know who said that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think, uh, I think you- you're seeing a split in a shift of who are the the guys that are legitimately here for AEW and the guys that are here for a paycheck. And I think a lot of the homegrown guys are like, nah, fuck this. I've been here since the beginning. I'm putting in my time. Kiss my ass. Which is both good and bad. I mean, we warned it about it months, maybe a year ago when we said, hey, AEW is signing a lot of WWE guys. we got to make sure we still push like the people who started here. We said that a year ago that they need to watch them doing that. Right. Exactly. 100%. Yeah, I, um, think, I think we said it when Punk officially signed. We're like, all right, now they got Punk. No, it was after the pay-per-view when Adam Cole and Brian Danielson 
like debuted and we're like well someone is losing their spots right so but especially when it comes well i mean brian wants to wrestle yes i think brian's there for AEW. i think ryan's there for wrestling yes you know mm-hmm. i think john moxley's there for AEW. that's that's apparent he signed a five-year extension mm-hmm. um you know, obviously the the elite are there because it's the, it's their baby minus minus Cody. <laughs> well, he was the major major crack. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. But I mean, like, I I don't know. Would would you care? Honestly, in your opinion, would you care if Andrade left and went to WWE? Like, would you be? Would that be like? Oh no, because I feel like for me, I could give two shits less. No, it's not a oh no for me from a terms of like a talent perspective thing. It's a like you just said a couple of sentences ago, like, hey, we need to get our shit together. Like we can't keep having this type of press. If people want to leave, which Malachi Black, he's out. Like, if people want to leave, they can leave. But like, Malachi's out for his personal stuff. And yeah. a lot of that stuff got the he got it got debunked. Yeah. So that's not like him leaving the company type deal. It's just him taking some personal time, which is fine. I'm all about that. Yeah, that's which I do I do think he'll be back as Alistair Black. I do. Oh yeah. Or Malachi Black, yeah. Yeah. But him leaving from like talent now. But like from a hey, we need to we can't be having people beat up people in the locker room for them to leave. That's an issue. Yeah, we got and I quote here, I'm gonna quote Macho Man Randy Savage here. We have to let the cream rise to the top here, boys. Yep. We 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 gotta separate the you know, we gotta separate all this stuff. We gotta figure out who's here for this company and who's here for a paycheck and figure it the fuck out. Yeah, but there was something I said in regards to well not me, but something I sent in our little group message. I think it was Ethan, was it Ethan Page or whoever said it to Sammy and Tay, like, man, we wanna talk about pillars, but you guys are always the one effing things up for everybody. Like controversy after controversy, and I'm like, I don't know about. I mean, Sammy hasn't done anything for me. Like I don't. He's athletic, but I just, I just know him more for him and the sons, him and Taypool, and for me actually debating if they're legitimately married or not. Sammy's one of those guys. I just feel. I mean, Sammy's younger, mm-hmm. and I just feel like Sammy. Like it was Ethan Page. It was Ethan Page. Okay. I just feel like Sammy needs to just grow up. And I mean that with all due respect. Because, like, when you get, you know, when you're younger, you just don't care as much. And you get older, you know, you, you figure out, you know, what's more important type shit, you know? God, I sound like an old man. I mean, it's the truth. I mean, if he, a pillar, one of the strong people he's going to eventually, projecting, he will become the world champion in a couple years. And he's going to be the face of it. And you can't have your face acting a certain way. It's just, it is what it is. Right. So like, yeah, if he's he, going to be he the person not... you're sending to Good Morning America and he acts like a jackass. I agree 100%. Now, uh, let's talk about the good of AEW real quick. The acclaimed. The acclaimed, the acclaimed <laughs> is on fire. Are in fuego. Yep. And are the absolute best thing that's happening to AEW right now. Yes. And I could I could not be happier for those guys. Homegrown talent, doing what they gotta do, 
and are over. Are so over. Number one selling t-shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees of 2022 so far. I mean, oh. the, the guys are, I mean, when, when we seen Max Caster at the House of Glory show, I mean, the crowd went nuts. That was before they were even champions. I mean, it was, it was awesome. Oh, I, shout out to the Acclaimed for actually just, just killing it. Oh, I mean, they're loved by everyone, not even just people outside of, not even people in AEW or AEW, like big fans, like everyone in wrestling. I mean, Seth Rollins just recently mentioned the Acclaim in an interview. And obviously, I mean, John Cena posted the Acclaim and they went, and I know we talked about it and the Acclaim went fucking nuts when they saw John Cena posting like their stuff. Like everyone loves them, man. They're it. They're it right now. But going on to another thing, a little controversy. So, do we think Tony Storm's going to hold this title long? Because we know with the th- Thunder Rosa bled stiff, like, do we think she's holding this long? A lot of people say it should have been Jamie, and it should be Jamie's time. Like, she's the one. Yeah, Tony Storm is just ah, uh, fuck. I don't know. She's just she's a kind of bl- she's giving me the bland thing, man. Oh, dude, one hundred percent. I agree with you. You're one hundred. There is better women wrestlers there's better women talkers i mean there's I'm not saying she's bad but she's just not i'm not turning the channel when i when i hear that tony storms on tv i don't i'm not you know it's not like when i see on AEW when they post on their social media like oh man the max caster or mjf is going to be on like oh man i gotta make sure i see what the hell he says i see something about tony storms like ah, all right whatever i'll catch it on online i'll see what the hell they do like i'm not i don't think she's gonna hold the title long and if she does i don't think she should i i'd rather see your i'd rather see uh ruby soho have the title over her which she is uh recovering from covering from surgery as we speak she's posted about it yeah but so yeah i don't i don't give a shit about any storm at this point she hasn't done anything no i agree i 100 agree and then you brought him up which I mean, MJF is, he's that guy too. Like, I still, and we will get to a point too, like when it's official that Punk is done, if he is done, and we have our whole special episode about like if this shit was really worth it, everyone knows how I said. I'm mad that he couldn't just be an adult for a little bit longer for him and MJF to maybe have one of the biggest main events in the past decade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll we'll see. I seen one report that said like CM Punk they bought him out of his, bought him out of his contract, but you know that was obviously bullshit. So I'm not. Well, no, and he'll he'll say something like he he won't go quietly whenever that happens. Jacob, anything else you want to hit about AEW? I mean, MJF and the Acclaim, they're two very they're and John Moxley, I think, are the three brightest stars of AEW. Yeah, as of right now, 100%. You also have Hangman Adam Page. He's got a match coming up this uh, Wednesday in Cincy against Moxley for the title. So I'm glad to finally see Hangman Page, even though he's probably going to lose. I'm glad to see him actually, you know, get get back in the main event pitcher, as he should be. So Let's hopefully he doesn't say anything a- backstage to piss other people off again. <laughs> He pissed off CM Punk, which I don't think is a hard thing to do. <laughs> well, like, like legitimately, I don't think I, 
I don't think it's too hard to piss off CM Punk. I, I just think he's just that's just him. I agree. I, I agree. I agree. All right. I mean, let's go to WWE. They had extreme rules this past Saturday. Uh, before the match, I mean, you before the matches, you look at the card. This was looking to be maybe the greatest extreme rules pay per view ever. Uh, Papa H is all the wrestling fans. He's like, if we're going to do extreme rules, every match is going to have a stipulation. We're not doing that extreme rules. And then there's no extreme rules matches on the pay-per-view. Every match had a stipulation. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Yeah. We bitched about it every single year. And then they switched the time, the time, the fall for extreme rules. I'm like, oh, this is stupid. But (laughs) Papa H, shit's different. And you have it in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I mean, where else can you have Extreme Rules that's perfect for? There's only six matches on the card. Uh, we had the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. You had Ronda versus Liv. You had Karrion versus Drew. You had Bianca versus Bailey. You had Finn versus Edge. And you had Matt versus Seth. Before the pay-per-view started, and we're not going to spoil it, we're going to get to it, it was announced that Matt Riddle and Seth were going to be the main event. So you already knew something was going down, but we'll get to that. First match, it started off, as Sheamus said, a banger. Brawling Brutes going against Imperium. Six-man, good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match. Brawling Brutes come out on top. Gunter does not get pinned, so that is still fantastic. Jacob, I was hyped, man. I was hyped during this match. How how are you? Like, what did you think about these six really going at it? All right. So we're gonna we're gonna paint a pretty picture here. Your boy Jacob Mason. Is that an engagement party? <laughs> and you know damn well I got extreme roles playing on my phone in the background. So I got people trying to talk to me. I'm just like, oh yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh Uh-huh. Congratulations. I'm just like, holy shit, this match is awesome. So, this match is good. And back to your point, Extreme Rules was extreme. We had stipulations, and I was fucking excited. For the first time in how many years, Extreme Rules, I I was looking forward to. I didn't know it was going to happen. I just knew... It wasn't the same bullshit. But starting it off, you know, like everyone says, fight forever. Give me Sheamus versus Gunther fight forever. I'll take it. Every day of the week, they will put on an absolute banger. It's going to be a good time. What a good match. Yeah, and I I said it yesterday to our wrestling like group message where I've gotten to a point, especially these past couple months where... I don't think it's crazy to say that Sheamus currently in this span is the best wrestler on the planet. It might be the chemistry with him and Gunter, but he, I know it's his tagline now, the banger after banger, but it's legitimate right now. This dude has been putting on a show for the past four months. I think Sheamus has always been underrated. I mean, I just think that's just how it's always been. But man, him and Gunther just had the chemistry to just put down anything right now, and it's 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 wonderful. It really is. Yeah, man. I mean, and 
I know at the very beginning we were talking about like Gunter's like name and like all that, and he was like he's cool with the name change and all that. But this dude, ever since Ilian Dragunov, he does not lose, <laughs> and I'm loving it. <laughs> like he does not lose one on one matches right now, which I, he shouldn't. No, he shouldn't. He's a dominating thing, and I know we've talked about it on this podcast podcast ago. Like if we get to Survivor Series. When it's Bobby, if it's Bobby versus Drew, um, Gunter, holy shit. Gonna be, gonna be a banger. If we gonna get be a banger. But, I want to tune in and see that. And, you know, it's, I think for, for the listeners who have been listening over the past, you know, three, three months now, mm-hmm. WWE has gotten so consistently better under the vision of Papa H. And I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about WWE for once. Like, legitimately excited. I'm more excited to talk about WWE than I am AEW. Well, we, than I am New Japan right now. This shit is good. I think with Triple H, which we'll also just say really quickly, it's already 75. It's crazy. It's already 75 days since he's, like, been head of creative. And we can, I guess, rate him at the end. I mean, we're going to get very high. But... For me and you, which, like, started our, like, wrestling relationship, like, we've known what he can do. We were watching NXT on the WWE Network on computers. <laughs> like, we've known what the guy can do when you just leave him alone. Yeah, and, and now we're, we're, we're finally seeing it, because how many times did me and you say, and we said it's, I think, every podcast, pretty much up until recently, mm-hmm. Man, I do not want to see this guy to go to the main roster. Fuck no, this is yep. going to be terrible. Now it's like, man, keep those fucking NXT guys down there. We have this fucking banger of a roster. Let Triple H do his thing because it's like NXT 1.0 at this point. It really is, and all of his people are eating. Oh yeah, <laughs> every you, you single don't have one to be of in them. A title pitcher to be in good stories. You don't have to be in a title pitcher to be in anything right now. It doesn't matter. You just got good shit happening. Like he's he's doing it is the way it's the way it should have been because I'm saying like when your head focus is the creative part because Vince was head of creative and chairman of the board like that takes your mind off stuff it does like Triple H head of creative you do this you're all the talent while your wife who's really good with the business stuff is running the business shit that's how it should have been like Vince could have done this years ago and just put Triple H head of creative and he'd still I don't know. Well, it depends. If Nick Khan's still there, which I know, my conspiracy theory, I'm telling you, he's the one who leaked it. Don't don't tell me anything different. But who knows, man? Vince might have still been here. But we said on the podcast, Vince McMahon, this scandal of him retiring was the best thing that happened to WWE. And for those people who make it WWE versus AEW was like the thing that AEW didn't want to happen because now Triple H is in charge and he's killing it. I, I mean, oh. Here's the deal. I think the people that need to go and and I'm guilty of it. I'll be completely real. I'm guilty of it. I was I'm an AEW mark. Mm-hmm. That being said, I want to see the business flourish. I want to see it be amazing because when the business is doing better, it's better for all the wrestlers. It's better for the storylines. It's better for the fans. I don't give a shit who's running the ship as long as the ship's going in the right course. One hundred percent agree. I mean, there was someone from AEW. No, it was MJF who just had his uh, interview with Ariel 
who I don't know where the hell we all just decided he was just going to be the new WWE talk, like wrestling talking person now after his MMA stuff, but whatever. And he was talking about when people say they want AEW to suck, it's like, well, they want WWE the only thing in town. It's like, you know, if there's only one place you can go, that place only has oh so many spots. They can't take everyone, which means other people will be out of a job. So that's why I was super happy with AEW being created. More opportunities. And now every all wrestlers are eating right now. Yeah. It's, so. it's great. Everything. In, indie shows are great. Mid-card shows are great. Mm-hmm. You know, we're rebuilding Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You know, New Japan's still doing New Japan stuff. Noah's doing great. Everything is going great right now. It is, it's, we're, I feel like this is just an extremely magical, weird time of wrestling. And I think we really need to realize, like, looking, you know, what's that one Macklemore song? Like, I wish somebody would have told me, you know, I was in the good old days or some shit mm-hmm. or whatever that song is. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're in the good old days right now. Enjoy this while this lasts because we don't know how long this is going to last. Hopefully it lasts forever and we don't get complacent. But enjoy this while while it's going on. It's a chain reaction. It really is. Like AEW started doing like good stuff and people are like, oh, well, Vince didn't say we need to step up. But then obviously when Triple H takes over, he steps up. AEW's looking there like, holy shit. Even MJ and MJF, man. The reason I love that dude is he's a straight shooter. He will tell you how he feels and not be old and bitter like Phil Brooks. But he's like, hey, man, WWE's having some damn good shows right now. They're having some shows that are better than us. Tony Khan has said it, too, which if obviously you don't want them to be better. So you're trying to be better. Then you have all the other things. And like you said, everyone's eating. Yeah, it, you have that Monday Night Wars feel without the Monday Night Wars. It's not a war. It is, but it isn't. No one's fighting for for ratings on the same night at the same time slot, which is good. But we still want to do better than our competition. Uh, Next match on the card was Ronda Rousey uh, versus Liv Morgan in an Extreme Rules match. I think anyone who has their wrestling brain working knew from the very beginning, since Ronda Rousey was the the one featured on the Extreme Rules poster, you knew how this was going to go to our chagrin. The only... Papa H, what he did for Liv, which we'll see what goes for. Liv did not tap out. She passed out. She was smiling. But Ronda Rousey wins, becomes champ. Uh, I mean, I already know. We are not happy because we are big Liv Morgan fans. And Ronda, Ronda has just not been it since she's come back. It ends Liv Morgan's literally 99 days as champ. She could even let her get to 100. But Jacob, man... How are you feeling about this match? Because it, it didn't sit right with me. I guess Ronda was being a heel, but I, I didn't like her stepping on Liv at the end and doing the dirt thing. That that I was not a fan of. Yeah, not not a fan of it. Not a fan of when she was up on the ramp at the end going, cry about it, bitch. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of it. But at the same time, I have to look at this from a wrestling story standpoint, not a personal standpoint. Rhonda should have been healed from the get-go when she showed up years ago. And she was face and no one liked it. So now we have her as a heel and she's being a vicious bitch heel. And no one likes it, which is working. And it's working. So from a personal standpoint, no, I don't like it. I wanted to see Liv win. But Rhonda is the bigger name. She is the bigger heel. She's the bigger draw. She's the money. Unfortunately, for the casual fan, 
not to diehards, which is fine, whatever, I guess. You're going to have that. You have to take the good with the bad. So I'm not a fan of it. I really didn't care. Like, I, I'm glad Liv passed out, not tapped out. Like, yeah, that's that's good booking. If you're going to book her, that's how you do it. But, fuck, I don't want Liv to lose. My only pushback on the Ronda stuff with the casual, which you're 100% right, but we've tried this shit before and it doesn't work. My thing is, maybe it's not so much her. It's so much that, and we're going to get into this when we get into Bailey and Bianca. The SmackDown women's roster is trash, respectfully. Yeah, they have Liv. Yeah, they got Ron- They don't. There was no one else on that roster. Who all is on the SmackDown women's roster? I can pull it up for you. I, would, I, I know. Let me get that for you because the Raw women's roster, that might be the best women's roster of all time, maybe. And then where's Charlotte at? Well, if she wasn't going to, it's kind of crazy too. If she wasn't going to save Liv, I thought I thought that was the only way she was going to win. I really did. Like if and she did not. So she's. It's funny now she's been gone. We're like, where the hell is this woman at? We 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 need her, man. Like that's kind of crazy because we know she's coming back sooner or later. She's the only one who's going to take Ronda out, but. We need her, and I sent that thing to you guys today. Like, SmackDown roster instantly gets better when Charlotte and uh, hopefully, eventually, Sasha and Naomi come back. You get Sasha and, and Charlotte on your roster, your shit instantly blows up. Mm-hmm. Because Ronda and Liv's chemistry just wasn't it. To much as we hate Charlotte, that girl can go, and she performs on the brightest stages, and, and Sasha can go, and Sasha always does the job. If Sasha was Liv's first feud, Sasha would have made Liv a star. Yeah. But some names we got now, we have Alea, Lacey Evans, Natalia, Raquel Rodriguez, Ronda, Shayna, Shotzi, Sonya, now Selena Vega, uh, Scarlett, Maxine Dupree, Maxine Dupree. That's really it, man. Oh, Scarlett, you can throw her out because she's just a heater mouthpiece manager mm-hmm. role. Um, Natalia's only worth a dollar, so can't get much with her. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, I mean, plus something else with the Ronda thing. I think you have to start thinking because we're getting towards that time. We're getting more and more towards the road to WrestleMania. Survivor Series is in two months. So no, we, have month. To, I mean, we have to, we have to start gearing up for Mania. And if Ronda's if Ronda's got a contract, you want Ronda at WrestleMania. So unfortunately, it's it sucks her live. The whole situation sucks her live. But is, I don't think she's going to be champion at WrestleMania. If we stick to what we said at the WrestleMania thing, the goal is Becky versus Ronda, so they could finally settle their stuff and. For Bianca to do something no one has ever, well, they'll say no one's ever done, pin all the four horsewomen, and that's going to be her and Flair at Mania. Right. Eh. Unless Becky comes to SmackDown, that might be the way to get Becky to SmackDown. So you bump up that, because they don't need Becky on that Raw women's roster. They really do not. 
No, you need her on the. You need her on the. Uh, What's well, you need her on the SmackDown thing? And let me read you this. Let me read you this Raw women's roster real quick. Just at the top, just by first like alphabetical order: Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Bailey, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae. This girl's still hurt. Carmella, Dakota Kai, Dana Brooke, Dewdrop, EO Sky, Nikki Ash, Rhea Ripley. Fuck, that is a good woman's roster. And, I, and at the end, too, for someone who can take some heat, lose Tamina. I mean, that's their women's roster. I mean, <laughs> you got a great point. That might be the best women's roster of all time. It's crazy. Like, it's just <laughs> that nuts. Is, that is a stacked powerhouse of a roster right there. So, yeah, I, Becky's got to go to SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, it's just nuts, but. Liv made it 99. Ronda, we hate you. I mean, we'll see how that goes going forward. Next match was Karrion versus Drew in a strap match. Didn't go too, too long. Obviously, we're getting to this point where we need to go to PG-14, so the only way these baby faces can beat the heels with women is if they do their finishers on these women because Scarlett was doing what she needed to do, and Karrion got the win. Jacob, do you feel good about Karrion getting the win before, like, I kind of put this in my toss-up when I was like, ah, I mean, you coined the perfect, perfect line for Drew McIntyre, and it stuck with me ever since you said it. Right guy, wrong time. I'll pay you hundred bucks to get that tattooed on you. I can. I can. <laughs> well, if you pay a hundred, you can get that probably trademarked. <laughs> I mean, that's how much they cost. Hey, shit. Well, if that's the case. <laughs> It's the perfect line, man. Like, ever since you said I'm like, Dan, this is really, it's true. I, I speak a lot of great stuff when I have a couple bush lights on me. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to be real with you. Mm-hmm. I love this match. I love the ending. Mm-hmm. This, I, I literally, I'm watching this and I'm like, holy shit, this is what's booked and done perfectly. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, you can't have Karrion cross loop. Because you can't have him look weak because he is still fresh, freshly new back. Yep. You still have to make him look like an absolute monster, absolute killer. But you can't have uh, Drew McIntyre lose either because Drew McIntyre is your go to. What do you need done? The man will do it and make it look great and draw money. You Mm -hmm. cannot make him look shit either. So, how do you do it? You have. uh, Scarlet. Thank you. You have Scarlet come out in mace, pepper spray, yep. whatever. Uh, Drew McIntyre, low blow him, take him out, done. That's it. That's how everyone wins. You still have heat with Karrion Cross. You still make Drew McIntyre look good, and they both beat the shit out of each other. Those chops or those slaps with the strap, dude, they were hitting each other in the face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, good God. Like, that's still real to me, damn it. That looks good. That looks really good. That looks like it hurts. Yeah. Both men look strong. Both men look good coming out of it. it. What should have happened, happened. That was booked flawlessly in my book. I agree. I really do. Like, if Drew would have lost clean, I would have been pissed. I really would have. And I agree with you. But you're right. The way they did it, like, he could so like, you didn't beat me fairly. And they could continue that feud, so... I, I agree, man. It was good. It was good stuff too. You go next to 
which I thought would have been the main event until they announced the fight pit, and there was a reason the fight pit was the main event. Uh, the first ever ladder match for a, a women's championship, Bianca Belair defeating Bailey, and Bailey's first championship match and since being back. And two things can be true. One, Bailey showed why she's a four horsewoman. She made Bianca look spectacular. And three, and two, Bianca Belair, she's just. She is great. I mean, we've been singing her praises since NXT, and they put on a show that Triple H and then made her look super strong doing the KOD to two of the uh, damage control people and doing the KOD with Bailey holding that ladder. And they made her look great. Bailey looked great in her first title thing. I think everyone wins here, man. Everyone wins here. Everyone wins. And it was, once again, dude, this was done right. This whole, this. Whole card and whole show from beginning to end up to this point has been just so fucking good. Mm-hmm. This match, all right. So now at this point in my life, yesterday, I'm driving home. Mm-hmm. I got my wife sitting in the passenger seat. I have Peacock Bluetooth through the car speakers. So she's watching it. I'm driving and I'm once again just listening to the audio. But listening to the audio gives a different experience. Hearing the commentary and not seeing it live, you know, catch I caught it later, of course. But listening to the color commentators go on about the double KOD, holy shit, that was nuts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, this is cool. I, I'm not even seeing this, and I know this match is a good match starting out. Good shit, man. Yeah, I think everyone wins in this regard. I don't know how long Bianca is going to be champ. I don't know if they're going to keep doing what they kind of did with um, John Cena early in his career, where you have him be champ, have him lose the title close to WrestleMania, then have him win it at WrestleMania. Because that's kind of what they've done with Bianca. Yeah. So they might have that type of thing, but I mean, we just named the Raw women's roster. There's still a lot of people. I mean, Alexa Bliss still wants a shot at a title. Like, there's still a lot of people who want, like, a title shot again. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about Alexa Bliss here in a bit. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Let's go then to another match where the ending was great. Finn Balor beating Edge in an I Quit match. Jacob, again, man, I know we're sounding like broken records, but Papa H was really doing it. This match ended the only way that made sense, and it did it. Yeah, I... I so I was weird, partially weird about the ending of the match because the last I quit match we had, it ended in kind of the same way. Last I quit match we had was with Uso versus uh, Roman when Tribal Chief was going on his Tribal Chief starter terror tour, and uh, (laughs) so for the ending, of course, is when they're basically going to take out Beth Phoenix and Edge is like I quit. That's basically the same thing that happened with the Uso Ray, you know, Roman Reigns match. Mm-hmm. Now, I I don't want to see that be recycled all the time, but damn it, they did it well. Damn it, they did it good. So I really can't bitch about it. I agree. This match, that was cool. I mean, Finn coming out, so at this point I get home and I got it playing on the TV now. So seeing Finn come out in his gimp mask, which was odd to say. Uh, he's got a new theme song, but whatever. It's heel Finn. I'm, I'm not going to complain. I'm good with it. Give me more. 
So they beat the shit out of each other. It's a good match. Edge can, Edge's spear is so good, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like he was just throwing them out, and they looked so good last night. No, I I agree with the point where you don't want this to be the everyday thing with how they did it. But the only thing is, like, man, I that was the only way they could have because Edge, you you can't have Edge. Edge was gonna say I quit as a baby, and for what we've said. For Judgment Day, you keep being legit. They need to win. So there's if you make their leader quit to the guy who started it, Judgment Day is officially dead, dead. So right, yeah, you can't have them lose. You have to have you have to have Finn win. Yeah, and now then they went about it. It was good. And then Beth finally coming through. You get that stare down with Beth and Rhea Ripley. Hopefully, we get that in the pipeline. Like you have that that Edge finally getting some on Dominic and all of that. And, and the and true heel stuff they had her in the concerto. Edge says he quits. Rhea does it anyway. Oh, I loved it. I fucking loved it. It was so good. It was so heel. And I was oh, like, holy God. shit, she did it anyway. <laughs> Perfect. I can take her ass out. Sure, what's up? I that that couldn't have been done better. Everyone got their shots in. Ray got his <laughs> shots in. Edge got his shots in. Dominic got his shots in. Nope, I, I Shout good. out to Dominic because your mullet looked on point last night. I'll give him that. He's, he's something. Next, you go to the main event, which was made the main event at 7.55. Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins, Fight Pit. Jacob, I'm not going to lie. I thought this feud should have been over at their last thing because I didn't know how you gone past that. Ever since that promo with like Seth calling him a bitch ass, I thought this this shit should have been over, but they continued it. Fight pit. You had UFC Hall of Famer Daniel Cormier being the special guest referee at this thing. He really didn't do much besides tell Seth don't touch him. But Matt Riddle wins by submission. Seth taps out. One, were you surprised Matt won? Matt needed to win. I agree. Matt needed to win. But yes, I still was a little shocked because he had the Seth Rollins factor in there, which Seth can win at any time. But mm-hmm. Seth can also lose at any time. And Seth is weird because he will not lose momentum in the slightest. It does not matter because he's perfected that character to such a point, And every wrestler should aspire to be like Seth Rollins in his current state. It it's crazy does not matter. The three members of the Shield are, they're all in their bags right now. Shield took over, man. Shield 100% took over. I agree. I mean, I mean, first off, can we talk about Seth Rollins coming out in an RVD inspired outfit? Yes, in Philadelphia. So good. Can I see? I'm like, is that is that an airbrush shirt? And I'm like, oh shit, is that like an RVD shirt? I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. He has a great uh wardrobe budget, man. <laughs> he does. It it is kind of like you remember when uh Finn Balor had the demon and he would come out NXT and it'd be like a different version of the demon. Yep. Chainsaw Massacre demon, Jack yep. the Ripper demon, you know, his original demon shit. You didn't know what it was going to be, but you always excited for it. Give me Seth Rollins big matches. I just want to see what his entrance is. And like, that's I, half the conversation I feel like. And I saw a stat too, like this is this was his fourth main event. Like he, as people were calling him the uncrowned champion. Of the two thousand, like this year, because this dude is main eventing all the stuff. Oh, 
Oh yeah, he is. He is without a doubt the uncrowned Raw champion because he's putting the whole entire roster on his back, minus yeah. the women's, of course. But he is fucking killing it. Yes. So Matt wins, makes him tap. Seth doing the job there gets left there. Matt and Daniel Cormier leave. You see, you see the sign at the bottom. You know, like that signature sign where the show is over. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they get you in because you're like. Oh shit! And then Michael Cole is like, "Wait, are we still on air? We still on air? What's going on?" And then Jacob, take it away. All right, yeah. So we have to say, um, I think we have to do a little backstory lore here. So for the past what four weeks now, every show there's been a QR code randomly popped up, and it's been this white rabbit shit. Who killed the world? You did. You know, and every week it was something. You had to tune in to see what the QR code was because something was obviously happening here. And it kept kept going, kept going, kept going. Then it, you know, proclaims to Extreme Rules. They hit you with the little Extreme Rules logo at the bottom, and I went, shit, that's it. Because the rumors have been Bray Wyatt's coming back. And after SmackDown and their little QR code, I'm like, oh, shit, it is Bray Wyatt. It was 100% Bray Wyatt. And I'm like, but they threw out that little code. I'm like, oh, shit, that's it? And then it's just like that meme. They had me in the first half. I'm not going to lie. Holy shit. Lights black out. And then you start hearing, he's got the whole world in his hands. And you hear that. And you're like, oh, and I'm dropping. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Let's go. I'm as hyped at that moment as I was when Shinsuke Nakamura won the title. I am on another level at this point because I'm like, I don't know what's about to happen. I have a good idea, but I'm, I, I got to see what's going to happen here. And Michael Cole, like you said, comes out and says, are we still on air? You know, everyone's got their cell phones out. Fireflies are out in the crowd. Let's go. And then it shows the, the pig from Firefly Funhouse. It shows Mercy the Buzzard. It shows Ramblin' Rabbit. It, show, it shows uh, Sister Abigail. Then it shows The Fiend, and they're all in different spots in the crowd. And then goes uh, then it goes to the screen, and it shows the Firefly Funhouse, and it's playing shit backwards, and it's creepy, and you're like, oh, shit, here we go. And then they show a door. They show a door with blue lights. And we're going to come back to that door and the blue lights here in a minute. And then you see the door opens. And you see this guy in a mask. And he comes out. And he's got a fucking lantern. And I'm, I'm going haywire here in the house. And I'm seeing all this stuff. And the guy takes his mask off. And it's fucking Bray Wyatt. Theme song's playing in the background. And he says, what's he say? He says, I'm back, I believe. Or here I am, or something mm -hmm. like that. And he blows out the lantern, and then that's the end of Extreme Rolls. And ladies and gentlemen, the wrestling world, in my opinion, has officially been set on fire because Bray Wyatt is back, and I cannot fucking wait to see what the hell happens here. Because we have a new reincarnation of bray wyatt this is like his third or fourth one and i don't care i'm here for the ride and i am so fucking excited so when it happened 
I'm not gonna lie, man. Like, I still have goosebumps, and this is a whole day after because I'm just there watching it in my living room by myself, and like, you know, you see that little W. Like we said, the W. I was like, all right, well, time to start like cleaning up the kitchen, all that stuff. And then on my screen, I was like, I turned around and sat my ass right back on that couch. I'm like, oh my gosh, the presentation was. I think it was the best presentation of a return we all knew was coming ever. This was the most clever work. In my opinion, this might be the most clever work that Triple H has ever done. Yep. Way to announce that someone is coming back without saying the words that someone is coming back. Mm -hmm. Way to let the internet wrestling community, which is an absolute monster among itself, take over and break this down and talk about it. You created such a buzz with the white rabbit. So creative. The QR codes flashing, like, it was creative. Which I have to say, this has got to be part, like, I, I don't want to give Triple H full credit on this. I mean, he let it happen, so shout out to Papa H. But this is obviously such a Bray Wyatt thing. It was so well done. And straight goosebumps, 100%. In, do you know how cool it feels to actually be talking about Bray Wyatt again here on this podcast? Well, perfect segue to that because you talked about some history stuff. I wanted to bring up some of the L7C's history too as I was researching before we recorded. April, no, I'm sorry. August 2nd, 2021 is when we had our special rise and fall of Bray Wyatt when he got released. That's when it dropped for our fans. And we did the whole thing on when he got signed as Husky, Bray, The Fiend, how it rose, the moment when it all died. We Well, when he beat Cena and Cena and Styles to win his first title, we're like, oh, we're here to that, to The Fiend, to then him losing to Goldberg, then him coming back, and then the nail was him losing that Seth hell in a cell, and it's never been the same since. And we did a whole podcast on that. Uh, I'll probably link it underneath. When this does come out, just so you guys can see it again, because we covered it and we're like, we don't think he's coming back. Obviously, at that time, that came out in August. We thought he was showing up at AEW that October in Halloween. Yeah. But obviously, and then here we are in October 2022. They didn't have extreme rules around Halloween, which is fine. But he came back in October just to WWE. Again, so goosebumps. One, this doesn't happen. If Triple H, if Vince McMahon's in charge, I'm, it's not. No way in hell. Zero. Like, oh, no, no, doesn't happen. Two, it's crazy. It happened. I never thought, like, when he finally released, because I know you were happy. I mean, you're you're the biggest Bray Wyatt fan. I know, like, you were happy he was released because of how the suffering was, and like, it was an ultimate tease. Will they? Won't he? And when they finally release him, you're like, all right, finally, we can move on, go do something else. And then we're sitting here a year later like, dude, what the hell is going on? Why why is Tony Khan not driven the Brinks trucks? Which I saw reports that he was trying to sign Bray. He just wasn't interested. He was doing his stuff, making scripts for like potential filmmaking in Hollywood and all that. And then Papa H comes in charge and he's like, hey, how much you want? Let's make something happen. I, I got to imagine with Bray Wyatt that I, I have a feeling like his biggest factor besides money and possibly more than money is like what storylines do you want to do? 
What do you have? What do you have in the back of your mind? Let's pull some shit out of the vault. Let's do it. And I got to imagine that was just such a big factor of it. Oh, I I agree. For someone who was deemed like, no, it was too much pressure, especially for sorry, the next Undertaker, that end, that return, that's how you be the next, this era's Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. That's how you do it. I mean, if, if anyone needs to be teaching the NXT people on how to cut a promo, Bray Wyatt. 100 <laughs> percent like and by the way i'm I'm just throwing this out there right now for all the people who are like oh my god bray wyatt's back i'm so excited blah 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 kiss my ass you weren't on the train years ago you're not allowed back on the train now stay the hell off my train i'm the conductor i'm kicking your asses out i want nothing to do with you be gone let them know man i mean bray wyatt's video returning in the first eight minutes was at two hundred thousand views 200,000. I mean, what I seen a report, it's got over seven. It's today, yep. it, like two o'clock, it had like almost eight million views. Yep. In a day. <laughs> like all not even, all not even a day. Not even 24 hours. That's true. It's not even, yeah, because 24 hours will be closer to midnight. Of the, yeah, that's true. I mean, when you think about it, I don't, how many views, I wonder how many views Cody's return had when it all happened. Because this is is this yes and no it is but isn't bigger than Cody coming back I feel like I think it's was Cody's was it's two different things Cody's yeah, return was more a we can't believe AEW let this shit happen right like he left a company where he basically co-founded and like he and that like Cody's thing caused so many other things as we're like oh. There must be something going on in the back at AEW for Cody to leave. Right. So that's a Bray stuff is like Triple H has been bringing everyone who's been wronged, however you want to do it. Shout out to La Fantasme and Selena Vega. I mean, being their manager, them debuting on SmackDown and LA Knight becoming LA Knight again. Just shouting them. The reason I'm saying that's because the Bray Wyatt one was like that. Maybe the final, like, hey. I'm Triple H's. I'm redoing all of Vince's shit. This was the this was the one. Vince got rid of all these people. I brought back Braun. I brought back uh, Scarlet, Carrie, and all these people. The Bray one was the biggest one, and him succeeding. It's that's a that's a they're two super big stories in itself. Just different reasons why they're the biggest. Right. Correct. Yeah. It's and so here's my question for you. Where do you go with Bray Wyatt now? I don't he's know, back. man. I, what what brand do you put him on? I feel like he's got to go to Raw. I don't want to put him on SmackDown. No, because you're just going to run it. Dude, this is hard because, like you said, you were already, before this, was like, man, I got to watch. I'm excited to talk WWE. And they keep really pumping it up. Now Bray comes back? And you're like... Right before the season premiere of Raw, which is in Brooklyn, which is NXT country for the NXT takeovers for the OG fans. I don't know. I don't even know if you have Bray show back up th this year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just have him just cut promos in the back. Yeah. When's he, when's he going to show up? 
When's he going to pop out? What's he going to do? Is he going to show up in absolutely Sister Abigail the shit out of Alexa Bliss? God, if it's TV 14, let it happen. Oh, my God. That's vengeance. (laughs) First thing I'm doing. First thing I'm doing. Absolutely just grabbing her, slamming her ass down. Done. Moving on. You bitch. That'd be fucking mind-boggling. Blow my mind. That's the first thing I'm doing. Because you have to have an interaction with Alexa in the feed. You have to. And she tweeted saying, hello, old friend, all that stuff. But it's kind of crazy, too, because when you do it right, when Bray Wyatt was, like, full-time, I mean, there was still, I mean, Cena was full-time. Like, there was still Taker on his WrestleMania stuff, all that stuff, and obviously Roman Shield, all that. In one return, you've made Bray Wyatt the biggest talking point not in the entire wrestling world. All by not announcing that he's even showing up. Yeah. Fucking good job. Way to way to do wrestling right. Way to do wrestling right in the modern world. Yeah. I that's I don't know, man. It's like who who's up first, who's not. I don't I, it's tough. Now I, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll I'll say it, you know, for all the, the listeners here on the L7C. I was wrong because before Extreme Rules, I was tweeting our little podcast group, and I thought that Bray was going to show up at the fight pit and take out Matt Riddle mm-hmm. or something. I thought he was going to take everyone out, and I was wrong because I still think him and Randy got unfinished business, which is going to be hard because you don't want you don't want Bray going to SmackDown because I don't want him to deal with Roman yet. That's no. also got to eventually happen. Well, now but, we have another person in contention. Oh, yeah. We we have Cody. Whenever Cody comes back, we have Bray Wyatt. We have Randy Orton. We have a lot of top stars that you can After do a lot. After he's done with, with The Rock, we have some contention. We, we have a lot of options here, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, and I am excited because you have a, so much unfinished business. You have shit with Seth you can finish up. You have shit with uh, Alexa Randy Orton. Bliss. <laughs> Alexa Bliss. God, please. If it's TV 14. Take out Alexa Bliss. Just let it happen. I don't care if you do it once and never do it again. I need. I don't want. I need to see that. One hundred percent. You have to run a storyline with Alexa Bliss. I agree. You have agree. to run a storyline with Randy Orton at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like everyone in the back should be like, I want to run a feud with the Fiend right now, or with Bray Wyatt. I want to run a feud with the White Rabbit. I want to run with it. Because that's the biggest thing in wrestling right now. He's bigger than Roman currently right now, one day later. Agreed. Which He's is, the biggest thing in wrestling. He's the biggest draw in wrestling right now. It's crazy because you brought up Roman. The bloodline wasn't even in this pay-per-view. Nope. Not the tags, not Sammy, who Sammy Zayn is the best sports entertainer in the world right now. Oh, 100%. Sami Zayn is absolutely running with everything he has given and making it gold. He is being so good right now that if you watch the bloodline, they have to turn away from the camera, because especially Roman, because he's making them break character on how good he is right now and how funny he is. It, it's I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it because for those who watched you know, Ring of Honor back in the day, El Generico, I mean... Not saying that El Generico and Sami Zayn are the same person, but there's some similarities there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keeping kayfabe real. Um, 
agree. God I bless agree. Sammy. I mean, I I love it. I I I need to see more of the bloodline just because of Sammy. No. I love the fact they showed up to NXT. No. I love the fact that all the shit they're randomly doing. I I love it. Yeah, and they'll be on the premiere of Raw. But uh, the reason I brought him up too is because we, I obviously, dude, you you have six titles in your group, and they didn't need him on this pay per view, which is showing with the returns and all that how stacked this WWE roster can really be, and how good these guys and girls are when you let them go. You have your you have your champ who's been champ for two years, your best tag team, your most entertaining person, all of them not on the card. And we're still going to be talking about this card for a long time. Dude, It's this is old NXT vibes. This mm-hmm. is Golden Age NXT vibes right here. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. Do they? Does he show up at the premiere of Raw and F some stuff up? Like, who knows? And I, I don't know. And like you said, you can keep him off. You can just have him do promos. Yeah. You can have him do promos. You can't even have to be in the ring. Show it on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got to see is a Firefly Fun, Firefly Funhouse coming back. Is, you know, are are we, is the, is the Fiend truly dead? Is he getting brought back? Is he going to be a special demon-esque character? I don't know. I need, but I need to watch WWE now. Yeah, you don't know they, they have made it where I have to watch. I have to see what's going to happen. When you're, when you were a kid, when we were kids, it's, it's the same thing with Undertaker. Like, you were watching, like, that one chance, like, oh, Undertaker's here. Like, this is going to be what Bray is now. Like, holy shit, Bray Wyatt's here. Yeah. What's he going to do? Who's he going after? I and it's know. also, on another note, it's completely crazy how one year ago, all our episodes were about roster changes, according to Mitch Ozo. Mm-hmm. And one year later, we're talking about roster changes, but in the good way, we're bringing back the stars that we got rid of. And I don't know if Triple H is done yet. Oh no, he ain't done. Triple H is like, I got, I got, and I quote, I got the whole world in my hands right now, and it's going to be the best fucking wrestling company that could ever be. I, I don't. I, there's so much stuff, man, but it's something where I have no words, man. I I couldn't go to sleep. I was so pumped because again, you hear the rumors, we think it's going to happen, but till it actually happens, you're like. Oh, Triple H really brought everyone back. And shit, Bray Wyatt's on the thing like, you're bringing me back. Bo's coming back too. So. <laughs> Fucking Bo leave, baby. That but man is showing up. I think it's going to be a more serious thing because the new thing is uh, Seth Rollins and Liv Morgan, they've completely like blacked their Twitter profiles. It's just like all black. People are talking about the Wyatt Six. It's about to be his own crew and like Seth and Liv potentially being in it because they're fed up with like, losing and all that and if Wyatt's running a crew too and they're like doing his dirty work and then when he shows up the big boss comes that's gonna be crazy and it will be done I feel like it will be done right you know for the longest time I kept saying Bray has to show up to AEW has to show up to AEW yes, has to has to has to and then it became once all the vent shit went down in Triple H took over I'm like dude fuck that Bray should not go to AEW right now Fuck no. Take your ass to WWE and get that money. Yep. You did. Don't show up to AEW. Don't go to New Japan. Don't do shit. You go back to WWE and you let it ride. Because under Triple H's creative mind, let go go ham. Go go wild. Do you your did, thing. 
You did. It's it, and it's crazy because I never would have. If you would have told me a year ago, you're going to be begging for Bray Wyatt to come back to WWE. I'd be like, you're out of your fucking mind. One year later, he shows up, and I couldn't be more excited. We talked about people with unfinished business. How long do we get the face-to-face reunion with him and Braun? I don't know. That that's another that's another angle you can go with. You have so many possibilities. You have years of storylines if done properly, and I think <laughs> it will be done properly. If done properly, you have years of storylines to run. Years, just currently, with nothing else happening. I, agree, I can man. name off. You have so many minimal three-month feuds. You have so much long-term storytelling. You can get you you can you can run the Bray if he's running a crew. You can run the White Rabbit crew, crew versus the Bloodline. Oh, and then we can get a pro. Remember what? Remember like I remember how hype I was when the Wyatt family took on the Shield. That was yep, Elimination Chamber three on three. Yeah. I was hyped for that match. Of course, it didn't go the way I wanted to, but that's fine. That was, that was standard Bray Wyatt shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now, you, I, I know going forward, you have Bray Wyatt has to, like, he's going to win, and that's going to make me happy because you can't have him lose. I don't know. You can get to a point where WrestleMania, because this is 39. WrestleMania 40, the main event, because oh, I, I do think when Roman loses, he's going to take a well-deserved long vacation. WrestleMania well, WrestleMania 40, you could have the main event be Cody versus Bray. Easily. Easily. You could, dude, you could have the, you could have Bray versus Karrion Cross main event of Mania. Mm-hmm. You, you, can have, you can have Bray main event of Mania with pretty much anyone. Yeah. Oh. Have him face Alexa Bliss, main event, WrestleMania. I want to watch it. Depending on how long he's going to be, but it's it's crazy, man. Jacob, anything else? Dude, I, I don't. We covered it. We covered it, and it was Bray Wyatt, and I'm really happy to see that. Uh, AEW, get your shit together. Hire a better HR manager, I guess. I don't know. WWE, Papa H, which I love that name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa H, keep doing your fucking thing. Way, way to make me want to watch. Half, not want, have to watch. You know season the premiere of Raw, he's coming with something. Oh. They're doing it right. The wrestling world is on fire right now in a good way. Not a sh- Both in good and bad, depending on which company you're looking at. But you can make it happen, dude. Yeah. I'm, 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 on, I'm on one, man. I'm on one. Yeah. Only thing I want to end um, to, like, sad, sad we got to end it like this. Rest in peace to Sarah Lee, who passed away at 30 years old, former uh, Tough Enough winner. That was really tough for a lot of the superstars. Bailey had a Sarah thing on her uh, wrist when she was wrestling. And also rest in peace to Mandy Rose's brother, who also passed away in the same week. So just prayers to Mandy's and her family, because Mandy was very close to Sarah and obviously her brother. So she had lost two loved ones in the same week. And Sarah was just at Alexa Bliss's wedding. So you see how she was still close with the WWE family. I mean, wrestling community. And I've seen that her uh, GoFundMe that her husband, who used to be in NXT, they've raised a lot of money. I know I give him Kevin Kevin Owens sent like, which they were public about. It. They didn't block out their names, real names from what people were posting. Kevin sent about 5K. There was a lot of wrestlers, Braun, Alexa, all sending like 1K a piece. We know we give him shit for recent stuff. Tony Khan sent 10K. So... It's great to see 
our community, which is great. It's toxic as hell. We already know it is. No one's <laughs> ever fucking happy. Like, no one ever is. Someone's like, oh, great, why came the Like, no one's ever happy. But when the serious shit happens and everyone, like, it shows the good side of all the wrestling promotions in community. Yeah, we're we're a super toxic family, oh, but yeah. we're a family that definitely comes together. One hundred percent. Well, with that being said, we just like you can't miss Triple H's WWE. Can't miss an L7C podcast. So make sure you like, rate, comment, subscribe. And we were on a little month wrestling vacation, but now we're back because we got Crown Jewel, we got Survivor Series. Now, Jacob, on your thing with uh, Ronda, if it stays true. It's going to be Bianca versus Ronda Survivor Series. What do you do from a booking standpoint there? And let everyone else think about that. Yeah, I'm in and fuck that up. That's the time? Yeah, that, that's the time. That's how you make everyone win. Fair enough. With that being said, this is the L7C Podcast. We'll be back in a couple weeks to probably, eh, we'll, we'll see if we preview or just review Blood Money. But we will be back in a couple weeks because we are on one and Bray Wyatt is back, baby. L7C, signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.